Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. This is Sue Meyer, and thank you once again for joining me. I can't imagine that I'm not getting super boring. (laughs) Anyway, I'm pretty excited. I had two new grandchildren born last week, and I was able to be at both of the deliveries, and both of the babies were healthy, and the mommies were healthy, and so a great blessing in our world. We're very, very thankful this week, and I thought, you know what? How appropriate to start talk, to talk about babies this week. So here I am, and homeopathy can help you have a healthy baby. <laughs> I obviously, you know that I have 11 children, and these two last grandbabies have brought us up to 25 beautiful grandchildren, and like I said, I am so thankful so so thankful for homeopathy and it's there's a million things I think that anyone having children should know about homeopathy and again like we've talked about immunizations and healthy births are a gift and I cannot stress (laughs) enough if you do not have to immunize your children or at least wait until they're much older until their own immune system starts to kick in not to immunize but you know that's for the other shows but uh I reiterate the fact that Compton Burnett wrote the wonderful book called Vaccinosis and its Cure by Thuya. Please read that as a parent. Please read that. On a happier note, the pregnancy and the birth can all be such a wonderful, wonderful experience for mommy and the baby if you know about homeopathy and you can take remedies and cell salts for balance in your life and for good health. I was privileged enough to and I've talked about this before, to study and seminar under Dinesh Chawan. His book on pediatrics was voted the number one book for any homeopath to have on their desk by, in the country of Germany. They, in Germany, they're very, very big into homeopathy. They're very brilliant people, I have to say. But Dinesh's book was voted number one to have on your desk. And when I read his book, I was so excited. I said, oh my goodness. All right, this explains why 11 pregnancies, and I had 11 different pregnancies. I felt different with each pregnancy. And he explains it so beautifully in his book on pediatrics. Because we were always told, now dear, calm down, calm down, you want a happy baby. And your temperament, everything changes when you're pregnant. Why is this? Well, according to Dinesh, the mother actually will mirror the child's personality and the child's desires very much in her pregnancy. Of course, she's her own person, but she will start to reflect that child's personality. And I have to laugh because I had pregnancies where I wanted to do nothing but sleep. I had pregnancies where I just felt like I could tear the world apart. I had pregnancy that I just, I felt beautiful and I felt happy. And all of these things that just manifested upon myself and I couldn't explain it. It's like, wow, what is going on with me? And so, and they oddly enough are just very clear reflections of the child. So 
that is why many homeopaths will say, you know, like if you have a child that's got, you know, stomach issues or sleeping issues or, you know, hyperactivity issues, if they're not very old, the homeopath will want to take the case of the mother because her language will help point to the correct remedy for the child. It's absolutely fascinating and it works so beautifully, you can't believe it. So with that said, pregnancies really are an important part, an important time for mother and child. And if a mother will actually stop and write down some of the things that she's feeling for later on when that child gets older, you'll be surprised how much of that you're going to realize is what that child is feeling, what the way that child is. Because mothers and babies are really inseparable. And I think, you know, up until the age of 18 months or when the child can actually start communicating clearly, that's we'll take the case of the mother. So moms, do yourself a favor. Keep a journal during that pregnancy. And the joys, the sorrows, the way you feel. Why did you feel that way? Why were you so sorrowful? And why did you cry when, okay, so you have a fender bender in the parking lot and you cry, cry, cry. Why? How did you feel? What was going on? Or did you laugh? You know, some people might find it funny. Write that down. Write how you feel. And that will give you a clear understanding to your child when they get older. You're not going to understand it while you're while you're you know, pregnant. But when you meet that child and you start to see them develop into that very wonderful and unique personality, you're going to have a clearer level of understanding to that child. And I've tried to do that, you know, after the fact, because there were certain events during my pregnancies that I remember so clearly and just so profoundly that it's amazing now when I look back how that child's personality was truly coming through me. To, and manifested itself upon me. I can remember one, like one pregnancy, I was so very afraid of heights, and that child is deathly afraid of heights. So it just, just things like that. And I'm not afraid of heights <laughs> normally. Even during my pregnancies, you might get a little bit shaky just because you're more careful. But the fear wasn't there until, except for one pregnancy. So like I can say it's just amazing how through the study of homeopathy, we learn the innate details of human nature because like I say God is orderly and everything has a system everything has a pattern it's not some big trick it's just the way it is and so once you start to understand it it's it's amazing I know even one of my children the other day happened to make the statement well I'm not afraid and I'm not angry then he went on to continue the sentence and I listened And when he got all done, kind of talking himself into a circle, I said, okay, let's look at this and say, you are afraid and you are angry. He looked at me and I said, honey, spontaneous denial is the clearest truth. So I didn't ask you if you were afraid or if you were angry. You just simply told me that. So now that we know you're afraid and that you're angry, what are we going to do about it? He just started laughing. He's like, okay, okay, whatever. (laughs) But it's all in the language. We can't say or do anything that we haven't felt or that's not a part of us. Everything, and even with our pregnancies, we can't say or be or do anything that's not a part of us or something that that baby is manifesting itself upon us. If it's something brand spanking new that you've never experienced before, just say, okay, this is so funny. This is something I need to write down so that I can understand this child later. And it'll even help the child to understand themselves later because 
It's just who they are and what they are. And that's just the way God has made them. And that's the part of them that we're not going to really be able to change. All we can do is nurture it and try to tone it down if it needs to be toned down or try to help them build upon that wonderful quality. It's amazing and it is, it's definitely worth your effort. Too, like during pregnancies, you'll notice that a lot of women will have high blood pressure. They might even become toxic. Some women develop liver problems or other health problems during the pregnancies. Kent had a very interesting lecture on pregnancies and when, especially like the first pregnancy when a woman will become toxic or she will have large amounts of swelling or high blood pressure. You have to remember that when she conceives and her and her husband have created this beautiful little life, the woman, Kent taught that the woman will take on the husband in the sense that his health, his level of health, she will take that upon herself. And she has to balance all of that in addition to carrying a child. The man does not take on the woman's health, level of health. So he's kind of like free and clear. But the woman will take on anything that she's never experienced before. Say the husband has had um, cold sores or herpes. I, I love to use that one because that's so huge in today's world. Or he's had some other issue. The woman will take that on her level of health and she'll have to balance with that. If that happens at the same time where the pregnancy occurs, then she can develop some minor issues during the pregnancy. Again, homeopathy, the right remedy, will help to balance that very quickly. And even high blood pressure, if there's a particular weakness in her constitution, a lot of women develop high blood pressure or even gestational diabetes only during the time of pregnancy. Why is this? Because she's taking on the child as well. And so it can overtax the system, and that's obviously a natural weakness within herself. But in the pregnancy just, like I say, overtaxes the system, and so these things manifest at that time. So homeopathic remedies are fantastic, especially during pregnancy. Again, Kent taught that it's an excellent time to take a woman's case during her pregnancy because so many of her weaknesses do manifest at that time. And so it's a really clear picture. And so I encourage everyone, if they can, to have their case taken during the pregnancy. And then again, all those odd and peculiar things about the child will come out too. And that's kind of fun. But it's a good time to have your case taken. And don't hesitate to use the cell salts. Now the cell salts, we talked about that. They're the 12 elements that naturally make up our person. And they can easily be knocked out of balance while we're expecting. Maybe because of our diet. Like if we crave sweets immensely, why are we craving sweets? What are we actually lacking? Let's get this figured out. In the cell salts, you'll notice it's a good time, like I so said, when you're expecting to go ahead and buy my book because then you can look at the cell salts. You can study them deeper and you can sit at your leisure and read through the different remedies and the things that you might need. But the cell salts, very often NAPMR, again, we talk about the sodium chloride. Sodium is so easy to knock out of balance, especially during a pregnancy because we're taking on all this extra water and our body has to balance all this stuff. Being pregnant, I tell people, seriously, is the hardest job on the face of the planet. I have a couple of women, favorite women in my life that always said that they were never happier than when they were pregnant. Boy, I had a hard time liking them because <laughs> I, I have to say, I was... I love having babies. I love feeling them move and I love knowing there's a new life coming into the world. But it was very difficult on my body. I had a lot of itching and liver issues and I had a lot of ill health that way. But like I said, it was 
a wonderful experience. I wouldn't trade it for the world, but I wished I would have known for the first eight pregnancies everything I knew later because it helped so much. And you can know this too. You can get my book and you can read about these things. And there are other remedies that are not in my book that are so very often very helpful during pregnancy and right after pregnancy and during delivery. And some of them are in the book, some of them aren't. I'm just going to kind of go over some of these remedies that you might find helpful during the pregnancy or delivery or after. And even for the baby, because I had one mom call me just recently and she said that the baby came home from so happy in the hospital, not a peep, nursed well, so on and so forth, came home from the hospital and cried. The tummy was gurgling, miserable, couldn't stay awake long enough to eat, would wake up screaming like they're starving to death, fall asleep as soon as they would go to breast. It just, you know, the mother was kind of upset and she was worried about the child. And I says, well, it's always a good idea to see a chiropractor if there's any anything that doesn't seem right with the baby. Because if you stop and think about that birth process, the pressure that's put on them, how long have they been in the birth canal, how quickly were they born, all these things factor in as to how they might, they might need a simple adjustment. Obviously, God, being as good as he is, most babies are born healthy without needing to be adjusted. But once in a while, they can have a little crook in their neck, known as torticollis, and they can actually hold their head crooked or not be able to turn it one way or the other efficiently because something's just been knocked out of balance in the spinal cord or the spinal column. So a good chiropractor can show mommy how to massage and how to work those muscles and how to keep them balanced and how to give them a nice massage with essential oils or just with plain warm oil. It's really fun to learn about how to take care of your baby with essential oils and just regular massage oils. Mom and baby really interact really well that way. So I do very often recommend chiropractors because I've seen it work wonders with my grandchildren as well. And very often a colicky baby will just simply become not colicky because of the adjustment. But very often just a simple dose of chamomile or pulsatilla will also do the trick. As it so happens, a dose of chamomile did the trick for this baby last week, almost instantaneously. So it was very fun, and it's very easy. And for babies, when there is a digestive problem or there's a lot of crying or things like that going on, chamomile, pulsatilla, or even just a dose of arnica because of injury, trauma, the birth process, Any of those are one of the first three things I'm going to reach for if the baby's fussy because that can really help to bring back the balance that they've been knocked away from because it isn't difficult. It's not, there's not a lot of remedies that are needed for newborn babies. They just need to be cuddled and nursed and taken care of (laughs) in in the rare case that, um, you know, there's, there's been a preemie or there's been a difficult birth or cesarean section, all these these are different these are special circumstances and it again depends on what has occurred but even for these special circumstances circumstances the simulum just go right to what the issue is why was it occurring how did the mom feel how did the baby feel and you're going to be able to find the right remedy to 
even to correct those types of situations. I know I had, actually I had two cesarean sections when like in the middle of my, my children and the first baby was so fussy. It was, she was, they took her because her heart rate kept, was down after the contraction. So and her heart rate would stay really low. Well, later after I met this child, I realized how sensitive she was. Even the nurse said she didn't feel it was a necessary cesarean section, but that child, very, very sensitive. And so now I realized, you know, why that, that occurred. Well, the second baby, because this was so long ago, because I'm really old, they wouldn't let me try to have her normally, even though my insurance agreed to have the anesthesiologist on hand in case there was a problem and so on and so forth. So she had, I had a scheduled cesarean with her. And after she was born, I was giving her a bath in the kitchen sink. You know, she was a couple weeks old, giving her a bath in the kitchen sink. And as I pulled the plug and the, the water suctioned down and through the sink, it made this loud sound like that. And oh my goodness, she started flailing. She would and cry. She just screamed and cried. And I thought, oh my goodness, that's the same sound because I was awake during that cesarean section. I just had a spinal tap. And so that's the sound that the doctor made. It was kind of like when you go to the dentist and they suck the saliva out of your cheek. They suck the water out of the uterus before they pull the baby from the body. And that sound, she remembered that and she freaked out, started crying. And I felt so bad. I cuddled her close. And now, after all these years, I look back and I'm like, if I would have known a remedy to give her, maybe she, I would have been able to lay her down. That poor kid, I was, well, <laughs> I spoiled her pretty rotten because I, she would not let me lay her down. She was so afraid of everything. And like I said, I didn't know about homeopathy back then. But anyway, all these things are so fun to know about. And there's a remedy for everything. I took a case of a young lady not too long ago uh, who has had nightmares. She's always had nightmares and she's older now. And the first thing she started to do was deny the fact that she's afraid at night. So anyway, her nightmare remedy, it's just fun because it's going to help her so much through her whole life. And so when we know these things, we can just reach for the right remedy and it's it's just going to get better. It's just going to go away. And they're going to say, hey, you know, I haven't had that problem for a really long time because the right remedy just balance the system and there's no longer the issue there. Okay, when we're in delivery, I don't like to give anything. Do not give the woman Arnica on the way to the hospital. <laughs> I've actually had that stop contractions for a while. and um, But right after the delivery, give Arnica for trauma, Bellis. It's, they're amazing remedies that will help you quickly get over the bruising and the trauma. I like to give hypericum for pain, especially if there's been tearing or episiotomy stitches or anything like that. Hypericum, oh my goodness, all the difference in the world. I look at these young moms now that use homeopathy and I compare them to what I was like sitting in my little plastic ring for how many years? <laughs> or, you know, after the babies are born, every baby, I would have to sit on this ring. I would have to carry a pillow around with me. It was it was miserable. And all these moms like, oh, no, I feel good. I'm like, but you had stitches. Oh, I know. that's right, I did. Yep. No, I feel good. <laughs> and it's like, oh, this is so not fair. But I'm happy for them. I'm really happy for them because it makes enjoying that baby a huge gift. They can sit around and, and they're not in tons of pain and they heal up very quickly. Everything heals up, not just the outside, but the inside as well. So... Like I said, I, the Arnica, the Hypericum, Bellis, excellent for that type of trauma. And 
any other remedies that seem to be needed, like the cell salts. I can remember after one baby, I had, of course, Pitocin for contractions. And after she was born, I became extremely toxic. I started retaining fluids. I turned orange. The doctor came in six hours after she was born. He says, oh, my goodness, get this woman on water pills. Again, that was so many years ago that I didn't know about APIS. I didn't know about all the wonderful things I could have been taking to help my body know what to do. Because when it gets in a confused state, it doesn't know what to do. It literally just backs up and it doesn't know how to balance. So, like I say, the NAPMER would have helped possibly, or the APIS, depending on my, my symptoms. You know, if I can't remember them all now. I just remember thinking, I think I've gained weight since the baby was born. <laughs> And so don't hesitate to reach for these and know these remedies and know what to have on hand. Yes, we do have birthing kits that are nice to have on hand. Many doulas or midwives will have all these homeopathic remedies on hand. Very few doctors or hospitals have them on hand, but most will actually let you use them. If they see you taking a homeopathic remedy, they'll say, what's that? I don't know if you should be taking that or not. Just say, oh, don't worry, it won't interfere with anything. Um... But like I said, most midwives and doulas do use the homeopathic remedies and they know how to use them. So it's a wonderful way to birth a baby. And if you, another thing is ahead of time, before the babies are born, now they, the doctors will tend to check for strep B. Okay, talk to your doctor about this. This is a really huge issue because if you test positive for strep B, they're going to put you on an antibiotic at delivery time. This is a horrible, horrible way to bring a baby into the world. That mother is working hard enough to deliver this child healthily into the world and then they're going to put her on this. And when you test positive for strep B, it just simply means you're a carrier and you can transfer that to baby during the birth. So talk to your doctor, say, when are you going to be testing me for strep B? And then you can actually take the homeopathic remedy for strep, the streptococcinum ahead of time so that you're not going to test positive. I had one young woman who tested positive and they said they'd do a recheck because it was early enough before the baby was born. She did the strep nozode, the streptococcinum nozode, and then the next test she was not she was not positive. So please talk to your doctor. Find out about the test or at least just go ahead and take the strep nozode at about the beginning of the third trimester so that your body wakes up and can take care of the issue on its own if you are a carrier. And uh, honestly, most people have had strep at one time in their life, and it can manifest during that time of pregnancy when you're in a weakened condition. Like I say, that's a time in our lives when all of our weaknesses will tend to show, <laughs> no matter what it is. Now, actually, our strengths will show as well, but illnesses can manifest very easily and very quickly. And you know, and our body has a hard time with that immune system during that time. That's why so many women during their pregnancy, they won't get sick because their immune system is taking care of that baby, but they can also get other things. Other things can manifest. So let's just, you know, hit it at the get-go. If you've had other diseases or illnesses or, heaven forbid, uh, um, some sort of a venereal disease or some sort of trans disease or something like that let's get that all cleaned up prior to conceiving children so that we don't pass that on because how do they take care of venereal diseases they use antibiotics it's a form of suppression it doesn't mean it's gone it just means it's suppressed it just means it's 
on the inside of your body lying dormant. Okay, it's not gone. Don't be fooled. And even when they give these immunizations for venereal diseases and all this other stuff, that doesn't mean that nothing that is non-existent. So, talk to a homeopath. You can clean all this stuff up. We can literally erase that memory. It's still going to be there, even like our immunizations when we, when we do the cleanup with Thuya and that self. The immunization, that trace is going to be there, but our body is not in suppression mode. And the same with some of the other diseases. If we've had in the past, we can clean those up so that our body is no longer in suppression mode. Yes, unfortunately, it's still there, but it's not in a dangerous format. So it's a great idea to get this all clean up before babies are born or before we conceive. If we haven't had time Be aware of it. Talk to your homeopath and say, you know what, I've had this in the past. I don't want this to show up with my baby. And there's certain things you can do so that the pregnancy can be a healthy time. Okay. Yes, for the toxemia, there's there's so many symptoms. And and when women have these symptoms, uh, the homeopathic remedies, you can literally kind of like go along through the pregnancy and stomp out the fires. Once in a while, a woman will become extremely toxic and it'll become a form of eclampsia where they doctors will say you can no longer continue to carry this baby we're going to have induce or we're going to take the baby early if you're on top of it and you're working with a good homeopath or a good midwife or a good doctor you can watch you can help all these things with the cell salts with other homeopathic remedies and by good nutrition so most of the time this can be taken care of in a very natural way and the, the baby will not have to be born early and there are some other remedies that are just a really good idea during pregnancy to have on hand like i said the natmer in a low potency, like a 30X. You start having strange swellings, the hands and the feet puff up, especially if you've been up during through the day a lot. Natmer very often is the one I like to use first because that's usually just in a, um, like I said, a fluid imbalance. The body is just not reading the fluids properly. You've, you're, you take on all this extra blood and all this extra water to help take care of the baby. And so it's a lot of work for the body to try to get this all figured out and to make sure everything is balanced nice and evenly. I do not like to give apis if I don't have to. Once in a while, you know, it'll be needed. But Kent warned never to give it below a 30C potency. So don't give the apis in, a, in, a, in an X potency. It has to be a 30C or above. I like to just give 30C so that it's not going to work too quickly. And it's you don't want mother dumping a lot of fluids when she's not supposed to. But a lot of times women will have their hands and their feet swell and they'll have to get off their feet or they'll have, you know, they'll start taking on water weight and all these different things. Very often, Natmar will just simply take care of it. Sepia is known as the hormonal remedy. And it's, some women will say, oh, I don't, I don't really respond to that remedy. But if they're getting the mottled color skin, you know, what they call the pregnancy mask or other things or a lot of weeping, crying, very often sepia will be very beneficial. You can, again, it depends on the woman's vitality, whether it be a 30C or a 200C. It's going to depend on her. So, but it really will help to balance those hormones if there's an issue. And, and if the rubrics fit, if the, if the simlim's there, you know, go for it. And a lot of times later, if the mother is in need of sepia, very often her children will be in need of sepia. Very often these, you'll find that these children are very affectionate, very loving, Maybe a little bit on the on the weepy side, rather than to get angry, they might cry. And very often they can be bedwetters. So I just find it really a helpful fact to know all these things because very often it could just be a hormonal imbalance and CP is going to correct that very quickly. 
and given in periodic doses, it can help to eliminate that bedwetting problem. Because what do doctors do? They want to put these little kids on drugs so that they don't fall into such a deep sleep. Well, <laughs> what's going to happen then? Okay, long term, let's. this is a very scary situation. Let's just find the correct remedy that's going to help them in the long run. Okay, back to the actual delivery. We had talked about the Arnica and the Bellis. Don't forget Leadum because we're getting pit, poked and prodded with needles constantly. Sometimes babies get poked and prodded with needles. Always remember to give Leadum if there's been a puncture wound. All right, I, that's going to help you down the road. So many babies, and people don't realize this, but so many babies will pick up diseases even in the hospital, especially through puncture wounds. And what is our what is the umbilical cord? You know, that's a perfect place, you know, for them to pick up things. Every time they get a shot, poked, <laughs> uh, circumcised, all these different things are ways for them to pick up ickies that they shouldn't really have. So I like to give the, the Arnica, the Lidum, the Hypericum, and you're going to have a healthier baby for it. Even moms. I've had moms that have had spinal taps for delivery, and that, that needle spot that can actually cause pain later. Uh, one mother just was, simply wasn't recovering from after her baby was born, and I called my homeopath. This was years ago, and I was trying to help her, and the arnica just wasn't touching it. I didn't even think of the Leadum for the puncture wound. Gave her Leadum and Hypericum, and she recovered almost instantaneously. She said, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. It was amazing. So let's not forget to give the Leadum and Hypericum, especially even to babies. They do the PKU. I mean, it's a state law. They have to check the blood. What is that? They, they draw blood. It's a puncture wound. Give the Leadum and Hypericum. Amazing. All right. I don't know what else to really go over without specifically talking about each and every remedy in the birthing kit. <laughs> and there are so many because you have issues like hemorrhoids and even inefficient labors. There's several different remedies that you can try for inefficient labor to help bring on labor or to help make the labor pains more efficient. Caulifylum and calicarb is a really good one if the pain is in the hips. Just there's different remedies for each and every issue and if you're aware of it and you have this kit in hand it's amazing what a wonderful labor and delivery you can have and again afterwards and if the baby's born has a lot of fluid in the lungs or antimonium tart or nitrogen fantastic remedies how and also how was your baby born was that baby a floating baby was the baby planted in the birth canal for weeks on end before birth it's all of that is indicative as to the personality and how anxious that child is to be born. <laughs> I had one mother here just tell me that she was just getting, she was starting to have pushing pains. This wasn't her first child, so she knew what she was doing. Starting the pushing pains, and she started pushing very gently, and she said, I swear that baby moved back up again. Like It chickened out. <laughs> I said, well, give that baby some some borax and see if that helps because that'll help with, uh, a lot of babies are born with, they're afraid of falling. They want to be wrapped tightly. Borax is going to help that child to adjust to the external life. <laughs> I had to laugh so hard because, you know, you do. You have babies that are, they want to be born. They're floating baby, and then all of a sudden, they just are born with a force. So here, they're extremely reluctant. They don't want to be born, and then all of a sudden, okay, that's it. I'm just going to do it, and I'm going to do it with right now. Honestly, that's a huge indicative issue as to personality. It's, it's very fun. I love it. Anyway, 
I'm going to quit talking about babies and birthing. If you want to contact me or if you want me to talk about this again in the future, I will do so. I just want you to be aware that a good homeopath that's going to help will help you get through a pregnancy and the birth so wonderfully that you're going to you're going to be thankful. Like I said, a lot of midwives and doulas know about homeopathy, are efficient in using homeopathy for this time of your life. And the more you find out, and like I said, there's quite a bit of it in my book, and I also have information on the birthing kits, and I'm happy to share all this stuff with you. But if you get my book, it will help as well. And I thank you so much for listening to me. I, like I said, I, I really enjoy this. It's, it's a lot of fun. And I like sharing. And I like people to come in and tell me their stories. It's, it's a lot of fun. Oh, yes, I just wanted to reiterate real quick about classes. Here at the store, if you're anywhere in central Minnesota, or every three months we're going to have a six-hour crash course on what is homeopathy and how do I use it. Trying to tell more and more people about homeopathy. Because it's funny, very few people actually know what it is and how to use it. They've heard of it, or they want to use it, but they don't know how. So every three months we're going to do this crash course at the store here. Every third Wednesday, I'm going to do a two-hour class from 5 to 7, basically a question and answer. What's going on in the community? Is there a flu going through? Is there something going on that we should know about? Which remedies are working? Which remedies aren't working? I thought it would just be a fun way to keep in contact with people. And again, I want to reiterate that I am willing to travel. If you have a group of people who are interested in learning about homeopathy, I just bring my books, all my information, and I travel. And I'm really enjoying this part of the teaching right now because it really drives it home. When you're sitting there and you're talking to these women or these dads or even single people, and they're absorbing the use of homeopathy in their world, I, I like them to ask questions and then I give my spiel, my five-hour spiel, and if I haven't answered the questions by then, we spend the last hour or so talking about things that I haven't answered. It's wonderful. I love it. So if you have a group of people that are interested, feel free to contact me through homeopathyformommies.com or theoutpostmercantile.com and I will get back with you and we'll figure something out so that I can come to your town or your home. All right. Thank you so much. God bless you and yours. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com, Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.